Welcome to Rice is Rice, a podcast about the British East Asian experience and all things Asian and not. Of course. <laughs> we did not talk about who was going first. Yeah, we didn't. Okay, you first. Uh, I'm Akina. I'm Connor. <laughs> and I'm Jem. And when I, <laughs> when I was younger, I begged my parents to buy me whitening soap and lotion. Oh... I didn't know that, yeah. actually. You begged them. Yeah, I cried. For like the hardest, How the old hardest is this? ones. Um, I would say easily for every time we went f- to Philippines from during my teenage years, I pretty much was like to them, I need it. I need whitening soap. I need whitening lotion. And what would they say? Um, They were like, no. They said, do not. And the only reason why it kind of happened back then was um, when I was in England, I had no issues about my skin color. Um me being like i'm morena which which means um dark is it dark skin yeah it's in, like in a dark dark skin woman um yeah so and in philippines it's kind of you don't really want to be a morena you want to be a bit more of a chinita which is like lighter skinned um and mm-hmm. so whenever i'd go to philippines everyone would be like oh you were raised in england why are you so dark and then I'd be called Black Beauty by like oh, there's someone. The, the, yeah, the hairdressers black told beauty. me that today. They really? were like, Oh, today? you're such a black beauty, aren't you? And I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what race are they? I want I go she, to a Filipino. Oh. I go to a Filipino hairdresser really? in her Earl's court. Now you gotta oh, shout nice. you wanna shout them out. Are they good? Shout out to Philip Rivera, <laughs> always making me look fly. <laughs> Today's specials are a portrait of a lady on fire, birds of prey, and brown girls do it too. So today's a special specials episode. A double specials. Special, special, special. Because of International Women's Day, which just passed. Which was this Sunday, if you guys didn't know, but I think it'd be pretty impossible if you didn't know because it was all over social media. Yeah, three days ago. But all right, let's (laughs) let's jump into our specials. Do you want to kick it Mm -hmm. off? Oh, me? Yeah. Okay. Kick cool. It off. Um, so as the man in our group. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> as the man, I'm going to start off this International Women's Day episode. A man should not be leading our story. <laughs> um, so what I did uh, a few weeks ago was watch the Birds of Prey and the Fabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn was the original title, and now they changed. Oh, that is a wordy title. Yeah, and now they changed it to Harley Quinn colon the Birds of Prey. Because it wasn't doing very well box office wise, but I think if they wanted to put Harley Quinn in, why didn't they just put Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey instead of a colon? It's I don't know. Okay, but besides the issues of titling, <laughs> um, it stars uh, Margot Robbie. Obviously, is Harley Love Quinn. Her. Um, she's so talented. She yeah. is amazingly she's talented. Amazing. She's, this is the first time I've watched her as Harley Quinn because I never she's watched just, Suicide Squad. I think she's really diverse. Also, I used to watch her on Neighbours when she was like a child. I mean, all Australians and go through Neighbours though, don't they? Like, just Neighbours or Home and Away. And like, I just think that I I watched her there I never would have thought that she would end up like in America. Not, not that I didn't think she was well, talented. Well, was she good there too? I thought neighbors, she was great yeah. there, especially for her age. But then I just always thought that like, whenever soap. people try to break out of it, yeah. like the same way if anyone tries to break out of like a British soap, it's so hard to break into Hollywood. But she did it. So every time I see her, I'm like, girl, you did it. I'm so proud of you. Because um, I was a huge fan of hers when she was younger. I was like, I remember thinking, oh, she's so pretty. I wish I could be like her. Oh, I never watched Neighbours. Um, Yeah. 
And who else does it start? It starts the only other known. Oh, Ewan McGregor is the bad guy, Black Mask. He's mm-hmm. really good. He's like, like one of the oh, best like performances Ewan in that McGregor. film. He's I hilarious. also think he's a really good actor. He's a really good actor. Also, he's, he's fancy him majorly. Really? Yeah. Uh, and then Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who she is. Um, she plays the girlfriend. She plays Ramona Flowers in Scott Pilgrim. She's in like oh, a lot of yeah. stuff. Um, she plays yeah. Huntress. Um, I'm not going to tell you all the backstories of all the characters because it's long. Then there's Black Canary and there's um, a police officer, which I always forget her name because she's just got a normal name, not a superhero name. And then it's got a little um, little girl known as Ellie J. Basco. Um, and if that name rings child? a bell. Huh? Yeah, a she's a child actor. Yeah. Um, she is the niece of one Dante Basco, aka Do you know that name? The Filipino. Rufio. Yeah, I was gonna say Rufio. the Filipino girl. Yeah. <laughs> From oh really? Yeah, so she's his niece, okay. and um, she is really good in it as well. Okay. She plays Cassandra Kane, little pickpocket girl who's like at the center of this film. Is it, there is there becoming a trend of Asian, Asian girl pickpockets? Because Aquafina played a pickpocket. I mean, that's just a new stereotype. Akina, are you a pickpocketer? I mean, I'm dressed like one at the moment. <laughs> you do look beanie. a bit Aquafina-ish. <laughs> oh, and directed by Kathy Yan. Um, oh, Asian lady. Oh, I don't think great. she's Asian American. I think she's just Chinese. Mm. But yeah, she was really good. Um, action was great. It was very John Wick esque, where you mm. could actually see the action, mm. and it wasn't weird close up, shaky camera. Mm. Um, everything was like wide, and all the actresses they did like proper, they properly trained for this role. You could tell. Um, and there's this one scene where they're at this amusement park and they have to escape down this slide and a assassin follows them through so he's behind them huntress is at the front sees the guy oh, wait, is this a spoiler no no it's in okay. the trailer she like like gets up and like stops herself in the slide and he goes like under her and then she like jumps on her and is like stabbing her this is all one shot as well um and then when mary elizabeth winter is like stuck on the slide the camera like goes under her and like changes like switches the camera back behind him because it was in front of him uh-huh. to follow the action and then uh-huh. it cuts to black oh shit um and then it cuts to black and um, but the black was actually the actors crashing into the camera <laughs> <laughs> but it just looks so good um it's just very so well done it yeah it, it, it's great. really cool because yeah. it's all one oh so not one shot. not intentionally no it wasn't supposed to cut to black oh um but it looks great cool i need to watch that it's a good film if I've... you like action and it's do you reckon it's a film mm. that like More directed. you could watch on your own? Yeah, of course. W- what do you mean? Um, I'm trying to uh, set myself a challenge of doing things on my own. One of them is to go to the cinema. And I've never done it before, and like I want to pick what a do you r- m- the wait, right hold movie up. to watch. I feel what like do you mean you've never gone to the cinema on your own? I've always gone with people. I'm a chatter. I don't think I've gone on my own. Yeah, well, I go on my own all the time. Really? It's great. See, I'm trying to pick the right film for it, and I'm I'm trying to find a film to I feel watch. Like any film is, yeah. is okay. Yeah, but I'm, you know what I'm like. I'm very like I get really into it and invested and i get emotional and i always need someone to hold on to so i'm trying to find a film that i'm not gonna like i was gonna watch 1917 but then i realized i think that's the kind of film that i'd want to have someone with me and be like Ooh, blah, 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 or mm, like i don't know i feel like you could with. watch that on your own you, you could watch any film on your own to be honest but yeah, yeah it, was a, it, was, it was a solid film good outing by dc um i'm glad they're kind of forgetting about trying to establish a universe because let's be honest mm. they didn't really do that very well and yeah. it's their film suffered from it and now it's just kind of going like, let's do fucking... Because, like, arguably DC has, like, much better 
page to screen material mm. than Marvel. They just don't know how to use it. They just need to get the right creatives in behind it. And I think Margot Robbie also produced this because she's like a PGA. She's like a PGA person now. Mm. Well, I've not seen the film, but the the only thing that I've seen from it is a scene that was shared around social media for a while. Yeah, I know, um, it's a fight scene. It's a fight scene, but in the middle of the it. fight scene, so th- these so are all it. like female heroes. Yeah, so right? yeah, so the birds of prey yeah. are well in the comics. Harley Quinn is in it, but the birds of prey are Black Canary, Huntress, and the cop, the cop. Um, and then Harley Quinn's also there, so there's four of them, and they need to protect this kid, the Cassandra Kane. And in the fight scene in the Moosin Park, they're fighting about, and Black Canary is like throwing about, and she's throwing kicks and stuff, but she has like really long dreads, so they get all up on her face, and she has to like, keep brushing them off. So Harley Quinn skates over, and she just like hands her a hair tie. And mm. it's very obvious that these scenes were written and directed by women, mm. because if men were directing these action scenes they wouldn't scenes. have those small little yeah they wouldn't have little things like this, that yeah. that would make a lot of sense if you think about it because a lot of female superheroes they just have their hair down but i've never seen them like you know i mean wonder woman can oh in the film she can't but she can fly and i've never mm. seen wonder woman fly land and they have to like brush, brush her, her hair, hair away. Like, you know it's... like that wind yeah the, like, there's always a wind that sweeps it back into perfect exactly. surprise that like a clump of hair didn't get in her mouth yeah or something like, like that but all these but yeah i did appreciate that scene um and i i like i like the idea of of having women in action and in like these characters these superhero characters because it's not usually something that is put together and it, yeah, and it's nice to see the actresses. I mean, credit to stuntmen because, you know, they work really hard and stunt performers should get more recognition than they do. But it's nice to s- watch action scenes and not, like, have weird cuts to hide the fact that there are stuntmen. Because, mm-hmm. like, back in the days, you watch, like, old Jackie Chan films, like um, his girlfriend, a police story. The shots just always on the face because they're all trained in stunt performing. Like I know, and there's something about but in, that. But in Birds of Prey, are they doing their the own film. stunts? A lot of them are their own stunts. Like they would throw themselves into the stuntman, and, and then they would you know, the camera's still on them, and they will come up, and you'll see it was the actual actress. Even the kid. Uh, maybe, well, the kid doesn't really fight that much. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's I just she kind of fight. she's just kind of mm-hmm. passed around and protected. Um, yeah, Margot Robbie did a really good job with all the choreography as well in it. Oh, cool. It's really good. I really want to watch it. Rate it. Out of like, um, how many songs Oh, actually, there is actually? a problem that it is not doing very well. It didn't do very well at the box office like at all. Really? Yeah, that's why they had to change the name. What rating did it get? Um, gen- like, critically, generally, it's pretty good. But okay. domestic, like, box office-wise, oh, it's not it great. Yeah, it's like, oh. it didn't hit any of their uh, predictions or whatever. And <sighs> Do you think maybe it's because, like, the DC movies generally haven't actually done that well in comparison to Marvel and people seem to prefer Marvel Marvel films because they they are really good. I um, think it's so there's this really stupid phrase online mm. called um get woke go broke when applied to films. Mm. And like it's applied a lot of the time to like films with leading women or films with like a really diverse cast. It's like uh, get woke go broke. Yeah, as in if you actually try to like film, hit that, yeah, like the Ocean's Eight, Ghostbusters, the they will do if film well. tries to like Be diversify. Yeah, Div- yeah, then they will not do very well critically. 
like, oh, really? like Ocean's Day and Ghostbusters and all stuff. But it's not true because Captain Marvel got over a billion dollars mm. in the box office. Star Wars is a leading, like leading women and a diverse cast, and that always does well. It's just stupid. It's just angry, like it's just angry little men online. We don't mm, want to see yeah. women in. I mean, films. it yeah. sounds like it's it sa- said yeah. By it sounds like an men. ego thing. Like, ugh, God, like these movies aren't gonna do well because yeah. but, men um, should be in these. Also, I hate how the word woke has become such like an an ugly word to say. Like it's it's something to make fun of now mm. because it has some pretty like um, understandable roots. Like to be woke is is just to be socially conscious, right? But now it's like. Oh, are you woke? It's like, oh, you're making fun yeah. of the word the woke. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. even I feel uncomfortable saying I don't like describing saying the word work. Yeah. Whenever work. I like try to describe someone, they're like, like work. the only <laughs> way I can d- describe them as woke, but I don't want to describe them as woke. Yeah. We're about to but like, I don't know how aware. else I'd like We need to find it? another word yeah. that people aren't going to. I mean, if we find another word, people are still going to take the piss. Uh, yeah. They're awake <laughs> about social issues. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, female superheroes. Female comic book films should be more successful because they're great when they have a few more directors attached to it. Mm-hmm, yeah. Speaking of <laughs> movies, you're such a you're trying, to, you're trying so, so hard bad. to like smooth transition everything. Yeah, you're so bad at transitioning, but it's <laughs> go okay, on, try, go on, try. Speaking of fire films, there's another film that's been on fire lately <laughs> and last year. <laughs> Specifically, a portrait <laughs> of a lady on fire. That is so bad that it works. <laughs> yeah. I kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> so I watched um, a film called A Portrait of a Lady on Fire. It's a bit of a mouthful. but What's it's... the French title? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> As if. Um, it's directed by a woman called Céline Siama. I just Googled how to say that name because I didn't want to <laughs> say it wrong. It and French? I may still be saying it wrong. It's French, yeah. Um, but I watched it very last minute with a couple of old colleagues of mine and I didn't know anything about the film before, maybe like an hour before. So for this film, I had no expectations whatsoever. You never and even I was, heard of it. I've, well, I've heard of it, oh, but I didn't try to like look up what it was about or anything. Um, I was blown away by this right. film. I've honestly not seen or I don't think I've seen any other film that is so purely about women's feelings and motivations that are not tainted or interfered with by the feelings and motivations of men. Mm. (laughs) And not that, like, we don't care about men's feelings or motivations. Mm. It's just that there's... It's been done. Yeah. Um, And there needs to be more kind of highlight on the issues of... of a woman and i feel like there's so much depth to what women are feeling and what's going on in their minds and their bodies Mm -hmm. and just the issues that they deal with that it's just so much to unpack in Mm -hmm. a film and i really appreciated that the director didn't feel any need was it a female director female director yeah she she didn't seem like she felt any need to have a male character mm. so if i compare it to a film like little woman have you watched little woman no i also need to watch oh that. you gotta get on yeah that. i really want to also a female director, on my list. also a female, female director, director yeah. Gerwig. um but i mean she was kind of bound by the book mm-hmm. um so she had timothy chalamet's character yeah. in it and it was still women directly affected by the th- 
feelings and, and motivations of a man yeah. or men, um, which is fine. But I've, this is just such a fresh take that it's only concerning women. Mm-hmm. And to do you know anything about the plot? No, I was going to ask you, give a like very short yeah, description. Brief, yeah. So it's set, I don't know what date, but in the olden days. <laughs> back in the day. Back in the days <laughs> in France where women kind of got betrothed to men that they didn't know. Mm. Um, and so this very rich lady is betrothed to a man from Milan. And oh. they are... Corona. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going <laughs> to... Maybe not back then. Um but he wants a portrait of her mm. before he says yes to the marriage. Oh, so, so you can see if she's pretty? Exactly. Yeah. So um, the mother of this rich lady tries to get a portrait of her done hiring a painter, but she just refuses to pose for mm-hmm. the painter and she wears that painter out. So they get a new lady in to paint her and she's supposed to do it without the rich lady knowing. So they cover it up by saying like, oh, this is your companion for walks. You can go on walks with her. Um, so she kind of secretly does it. And at some point she has to tell the rich lady that, no, I am painting you. Mm. And it is for the man that you Our will have to get yeah. married to against your will. Um, and it's just about their relationship blossoming and, and how they grow and find love within each other and how that love dissipates. Mm. Um and it's just, as well as being refreshingly so focused on women, I think it portrayed love really well. Mm. Um, I honestly felt that. Mm. <laughs> There's a scene, which I know it's not a spoiler, but just maybe say it. a little spoiler, spoiler alert if it is. Mm, I'm going to close my ears. I don't no, 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 hear it's not it. really yeah. going to spoil the story. Yeah. But There's a scene where, because it's in the trailer, mm. where. Um, she runs up to her from behind and hugs her and says like forgive me and and the performances were so good that like it made me feel like i felt that before like with connor when we've had fights it's made me feel like you know like that feeling of just like oh let's just not fight like you know we love love each other it's gonna be fine and i just like i feel that you know (laughs) But you know the feeling. You were there. (laughs) Oh, that sounds really romantic. But it's a very. I think it might be my favorite romance film. Really? Mm. Um, I also. I'm very sorry, Connor, but I also, after watching the film, felt like I needed to find my lesbian lover because I was (laughs) like, I need some of that woman loving. So this um, is our last episode um, of Rice is Rice. Huh? <laughs> this is our last episode uh, of Rice is Rice. <laughs> Next time we'll be uh, here Next with... Next time we'll be Akina, Jem, and her new... Lover. Lesbian <laughs> lover. <laughs> Whoever you may be. I mean, it's fine because you're like feminine enough to be my... Thanks, Kina. My pseudo-lesbian lover. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Jen, what's you got next? <laughs> no, I'm joking. But I yes, mean, it looks like yes. a really good film. I, I, I highly, highly recommend the I film. I want a bunch it of is, can awards. Yeah, for me, it is right up there with Parasite in really? my ratings. Um, okay. I don't want to say more about the film because, like I said at the beginning, it's best when you go into it not knowing mm-hmm. anything. Um, I just want to say the women are amazing and 
the whole film reminded if anyone has watched Fleabag, the second oh. season. Oh, have you watched it? I haven't seen the second season yet. I need to watch it. There's a monologue from one of the characters talking about how women are born with pain mm. um, and they just carry it throughout their entire lives. And I think that it was manifested in this film so well. Um, just that idea of women being born and coping with pain mm. and just being good at it. Um, so the movie kind of depicts it quite well, like women as, as being powerful. It's extremely powerful, but delicate at the same time, mm. which is just like, that's women, <laughs> you know? Mm. Powerful and delicate. Yeah. That's it. That's all I have to say. I'm not going to say anymore because I'm just... <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> is that why you were pulling the face? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because I was like, "What well, you got against powerful and delicate women?" I'm a powerful and delicate woman. Um, but yeah, it does look great. Um, we, I yeah, mean, I need probably, to watch if you, it. yeah, because Jem hasn't watched it, and we don't want to spoil it for us. So, so if you've watched it, no, well, no, but I'm not. I've read a lot about it. Okay. Just because I might try and watch that this week. You could watch that so by yourself. Yeah, I think you I might cry. watch that by myself. Oh my god, I cried. <laughs> I think I might I might watch out this week. Okay. I'm not I'm not gonna tell you because you haven't seen it. Yeah. Um Speaking yeah. on Okay, I'm gonna do I'm a not, Connor. Okay, okay, you try. Speaking Excuse about me, love what are you doing a collar. Something that <laughs> uh yeah. Um on love, sometimes something's come along with love and that is sex. That's terrible. And no, you I, should do this. Yours is just as terrible. Okay, no, no, you no, have no. a go, you have yeah, a go, 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 go. So can so just be like finish off your thing <laughs> and that's porter of a lady on fire oh yeah it's really i mean speaking <laughs> about love and love between women some women need some self-love sometimes and that's what this next podcast is great to tell, talk to you about especially if you're a brown girl i feel like that's not that uh, wasn't like as good that was great. no because i was gonna be like love and within love often sex and i prefer hers yeah exactly <laughs> Happy International you're Women's Day, girls supporting tripping. girls. Um, but yeah, so um, my Which International Women's Day, guys. Okay, take it away. So my specials this week um, is a podcast called Brown Girls Do It Too, um, and it features three women. It's a it's a, on BBC Sounds, and it features three women: Poppy, Rubina, and Roya. And this podcast actually came out. I would say maybe six months ago, I want to say. I would say, um, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it was quite a long time ago. And I fell in love with it. It was so good. I recommend, I literally, first time I listened to it, I rang up again. I was like, you need to yeah, listen, to, all listen to it. And this podcast, just kind of in summary, is um, these three um, Asian women. Um, I think they are, is it South? Asian? No, yeah, they're South, South Asian. Asian. They're South yeah, Asian, South Asian. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, they're like Pakistani, Bengali. Yeah. Yeah. And they talk about sex. And for Baby. any of you um, Asian women out there, um, you obviously know that this is what happens in the sense that in Asia, women do not talk about sex. And, and that is just a thing. You're not, firstly, women aren't supposed to have sex outside of marriage. And before marriage, um, yeah, before marriage, outside marriage, whatever. Um, and if you do, it's incredibly frowned upon. You're ashamed. I mean, that's probably a, 
a case for a lot of people well, a lot of women around the world but in asia it's just a thing like but also even when you it. are married you don't necessarily are allowed to talk about no sex. it's kind mm-hmm. of it's a huge taboo issue and to be woman like and ladylike or you're just not supposed to talk about it um so for me when i listened to this podcast it's the first time ever that i saw even though they weren't the exact same asian as me i found it extremely empowering to see women who were firstly brave enough to talk about it um and also talk about it so honestly and openly um and it was hilarious they do get pretty graphic yeah they get really graphic and i kind of like appreciated that more because i was like oh this is great like they're so honest they're just no filter and they're talking the way that guys would talk about sex basically and guys don't get told off for it and guys are everyone's like oh you know boys are being boys like this is just laddie it's banter. just what, what do you call it changing room talk or locker room locker talk. room talk yeah um and it doesn't happen with women and then when i saw a woman who uh, has a similar background to me talking about it i was like this is great and i cried the first time i listened to it i was actually like in the street because i think i was walking to work when i started listening to it and i was like this you is just amazing as well yeah i, I feel like, like it's very representation yeah like, i I it is. To it no, it I don't is. know how you can cry no, to it. No, the reason I cried about it wasn't even with what they're saying. It was just the whole concept that there are women who are talking about this and making it like it. It just felt nice. It fe- I felt like represented. Okay. Um. You felt seen. I felt seen, and I felt it felt safe as well because I just I don't know. For me, sex is an issue like, with friends. I'm I easily and openly talk about it. Um and like sex and relationships i'm I'm an open book i'm I'm very open but when it comes to like families or whatever it's such a taboo topic like it's not spoken about um so when i i listened to this podcast i just thought these girls are great and i've like really really looked up to them and actually before we started this podcast i reached out to them just to say like oh i I just found your whole podcast just amazing and inspiring sent them this long message on instagram um and then told them that you know we were planning on starting a podcast and one of them actually replied and she was so lovely and gave us um, a few little tips and who replied i think it was i want to say it was roya um yeah i think it was roya Roya. and yeah but it was just yeah it just felt great what what did you think about it when i sent it to you I think exactly what you've said. I think it was very brave and especially the part you were saying about this is how men speak and and there is absolutely no reason for women not to be able to speak like that, especially Asian women um, as being like a group that is traditionally and and historically more hush-hush and Mm. encouraged to be hush-hush about intimacy and sex. Um, So... Absolutely. When you told me about it, I was right on there because I was like, this is something I've never heard mm-hmm. about before. Um, I am so down. Um, so I think I listened to it in like one sitting, like mm. in one day. <laughs> Clearly, I was <laughs> not doing anything that day. <laughs> Pretty sure I was unemployed. <laughs> um, um, but it was, it's, it's but quite, yeah. there's only a few episodes because it's part of um, the, I think it's BBC Networks, Asia, BBC, BBC Asian, Asian Networks. Networks and Sounds. they have, yeah on bbc sounds and they have like a podcast series where it's they have different cultures doing a few um like like a mini series and i really really want them to bring it back because it's just there's way more to there's talk about so much more to talk about and also they weren't just talking about sex they were they were talking about um your personal pleasure and like things 
that like they're talking about casual sex relationship sex or like sex with yourself and and it they kind of covered a lot of topics and then about relationships and it was just it was um really refreshing to hear kind of how they had gone through it because they're older than we are and some mm-hmm. of the struggles kind of that they'd face or uh, within their culture they'd bring up and to see one of them talks about i think being in an arranged marriage and yeah, having yeah. to get out of that arranged yeah. marriage um and it's just not some oh and sex during the arranged marriage and it's mm. not something that anyone wants to talk about necessarily because no. it's still very sensitive now some people are very for it some people are very against it yeah and i, I think it's just situation of, based i can imagine a lot of listeners not like complaining to Ofcom or whoever you complain to for BBC sounds about that podcast because you think they're like yeah a lot of brown guys who oh want yeah to brown guys brown yeah women. no well they like, said this is disgusting it's just haram they mentioned this I think in one of the podcast episodes that they had gotten quite a lot of like abusive messages from Asian yeah. men and and uh, men they who were like slut shaming them yeah saying oh you know you're disrespecting the culture or like oh you're ashamed to your family um and like again to see them trying to brush it away be like well fuck that you know this is my life i can do my body i can do it uh yeah it it was just it's just great um and what was interesting for me is like um i think one of them one of the episodes she'd mentioned how her dad like to she warned her parents about her podcast she's like by the way this is gonna be a thing and i was like this is crazy to have like that conversation with your parents i honestly can't I would imagine die. i'm like no i couldn't i couldn't do that even this podcast sometimes i think do i want my parents to listen to it like i i don't think so especially this episode do not want them to listen to this but um and this isn't even personal yeah, this you're isn't talking personal. about someone else's podcast yeah my parents listen to all these hi mom hi dad Hi, Auntie. Hi, Uncle. <laughs> Hi, Mr. and Mrs. One. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you haven't listened to that podcast, um, I would really, really recommend it. You can find it on BBC Sounds. Um, Is it still going on Spotify and, and all that? I don't... I'm not I sure. Was it bought, on Spotify before? I think if you're bought by BBC Sounds, they take you off other stuff. Yeah, I, I feel like I listened to it on BBC Sounds. I don't think it was on any other platforms, but BBC Sounds is a free app, so... Um, download it and and listen to it because but if bb sounds were ever interested in us then i would drop spotify apple podcasts like that hello bbc so sounds hi guys hi producers who work there let me search it up i don't think it's probably just on bbc sounds right i think so well actually no no i think um yeah it's yeah? not it's not on oh wait 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 no wait Suspense. No, they've got it on here. Oh, okay. They've got it instead of being part of like, um, what's it called? Like uh, BBC Asian Network. It's deep down in Desi. Hmm. Oh, wait. Nice. I'm not sure if this is the same thing. Well, but just I'm gonna go search to on whatever. Bra- was it? Brown Find Girls it do somehow. It too. Yeah. And then go listen to your heart's content, especially if you're brown. And you it's go. just so liberating. Yes, that's the right word. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. And I really hope people somehow get that feeling with this podcast too. Yeah, yeah. and I really feel hope inspired. Women feel inspired to not censor themselves about sex stuff because I, yeah, what? well, because most of my friends are women, and oh, yeah. it's very like it's very difficult to talk to them about that stuff because mm. I think 
so socially like like kind of like embarrassed afraid. and, yeah, and yeah, embarrassed. feel ashamed because I remember the first time but I started talking about structure type thing. yeah the first time I ever even started like talking about anything to do with relationships not even like sex I'd, I'd get so embarrassed and feel I did I felt like shame and I was like oh my gosh like should I really be talking about this and blah blah, blah. so you know yeah. Embarrassment and shame, I think, are like it's a big thing. It's instilled in you. Yeah, 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 from a young, from age. young age. Um, um, but and yeah. like, because in the sense of like, you know, how we're told how to dress, and you know, you can't be too revealing, or you can't sit with your legs wide open, and that, like, kind of the image just instilled into how to be a ladylike instills that image that you have to be hush hush about sex and and anything you you have to be hush hush about your sexual sexuality um so i think listening to that podcast made me feel really inspired and made me think like i i hope one day i get to a point where i can speak so openly about yeah, me too i can't say too? i've reached that point yet no i don't think i have either there's still a lot of unlearning to do mm-hmm. i think charlotte has Charlotte has always <laughs> been. Charlotte's been on this podcast before, so some people may already have heard about her. But um, Charlotte is my friend who's just such an open book and sometimes at a fault. Mm. So there's a line. <laughs> just, you just got to know, you just got to judge the situation. Would so, you say you're yeah. not even to your friends? Because I couldn't talk about it so openly on a podcast, but I think with my friends, I've definitely been very open about with most my things. friends yeah. i'm very open um i don't think i censor myself at all with my friends for the most part oh Which... i i censor myself still but i'm not sure if it's because of shame mm. i think it's just because i want it to, to be mine yeah, that's yeah. not censoring then that's yeah choosing how much to give censoring yeah. is like where you feel kind of fear like, or yeah. stru- fear of judgment or, or something yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um but yeah so the moral of the story is that women love women more without men let women fight more without men or at or fight men <laughs> <laughs> and let women talk about sex more with other women mm-hmm. yep cool women are great women should be celebrated and there is more to come <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so threatening <laughs> there is more to come <laughs> cool yeah. so that's it for this podcast this episode yes join us next week where we talk about how women need to be back in the kitchen <laughs> <laughs> shut up man <laughs> You're not don't worry this is his this last episode, episode. <laughs> um next week we'll have another woman my lesbian lover yeah can mm-hmm. lesbian lovers gonna be here anyway so i need to make it count <laughs> charlotte <laughs> <laughs> surprise <laughs> Catch us every Wednesdays on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all those good platforms for all your podcasting needs. Um, you can also find us on our social media platforms on Instagram at Rice's Rice Pod, on Twitter at Rice's Rice underscore pod, and on YouTube at Rice's Rice. Yes. <laughs> I was on a roll and then I, my mind just went blank. blank. Um, but that is all we have to say. Um, happy International happy Women's International Day. International Women's Day. Girl power! <laughs> <laughs>